The following program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Family Face Ministries. Welcome back to the Revolutionary Family. You're here with Jody and Dino. And we are in podcast number six. Last week we talked about submission and not only submission in the marriage, but also being submitted to God. And so I have a little testimony from yesterday, <laughs> which yeah. you have no clue. No. No. Um, we were walking into church and I said to you, hey, where do you want to sit? Because normally... I always want to sit in the front row because I'm not confined with a bunch of rows of seats around me. And you're like, I don't want to sit in the front row today. And I'm like, oh. And I could have had, could have said, hey, we're in the front row anyway. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to submit to my husband who wants to sit in the second row today. And yeah, so I had to put my flesh down a little bit yesterday and say, okay, this is where my husband wants to sit. That's not where I always sit, but I'll sit in the second row. And you know what? It it was okay. You know, when when worship got off the hook, I just excused myself from the seat and went up front. So it all worked out. But I was thinking, you know, submitting and how sometimes it's, we want our way, right? Like, I wanted my way to sit in the front row, but I put my way down and respected what you wanted to do. And I think even in that, you know, God, there's a protection over, over me for submitting to you when you say this is what we're going to do. So did you know that? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. That's really cool. Yeah, I just, I just really had to go, okay, it's okay if we sit in the second row today. It's okay. I had to talk myself down. <laughs> wow. Thanks, honey, for sharing that. And But that kind of leads into today's topic, which is? Well, before I reveal that, I want to kind of ask our listeners a question. And um, we're going we're gonna to focus primarily on marriage, this, this podcast, because we are right in the middle of National Marriage Week and today's February 11th, and National Marriage Week is from February 7th up through the 14th, Valentine's Day. And so I would ask you all, what do you think you would say is the number one marriage problem? Uh, what, what would you think is the, the number one cause for problems in a marriage? What, what Divorce. Yeah, what causes the most disagreements, divorce? What is it? Now, we've asked many couples this question we in the do. past. We do, yeah. And what do we get? We get communication. Yeah, yeah. And But you can have really, really good communication, but you also can have really, really bad communication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. There can, be, there can be no communication. There can be communication, but not bad. good. Yeah, yeah. But that's really not the the root of all the problems in a marriage um you know like you said jody we talk to a lot 
of couples about the topic of marriage. That's that's what this ministry, you know, does. We help couples succeed in marriage, and um, we ask the question a ton. And I don't think we ever hear the answer given what we're going to talk about right. today. I mean, neither. Yeah. <laughs> and no. we didn't know at one point either. No. It was no. kind of revolutionary for us when we discovered what the root is to separation and divorce in, in a marriage. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, let's go back to the Bible. And after we read this verse to you, maybe you want to rethink your answer here. But we're going to go to the book of James, chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. And I'm going to read it out of a couple different translations just to kind of really help you get the picture. First, it's the New King James. And here we are, verse 1. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and you don't have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. So there's, there's the New King James, and now I'm going to read it from the message, paraphrase. And it says this, where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep inside yourselves. You lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. You want what isn't yours and will risk violence to get your hands on it. You wouldn't think of just asking God for it, would you? And why not? Because you know you'd be asking for what you have no right to. Your spoiled children, each wanting your own way. Your own way. So, there we have it. And that's kind of a sobering thought. And I think people, once they hear that, they go, oh, yeah, exactly. And so what we're talking about here is another, another S word. Last week, we talked about Submission. This week, we're talking about selfishness, right? Selfishness. Selfishness. And um, I think that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, right? Where Eve was tempted by Satan to eat the apple, and he said you could be just like God, and she thought of herself. She didn't think about what God had said, commanded them. She didn't think about Adam. It was all about herself. Yeah, yeah. And... You know, one thing about selfishness is we don't really have to, uh, we don't really have to try about it. Nope. It, it <laughs> get up in the morning. It just comes naturally now to we us. We about ourselves in the morning. So let's, wake up. let's listen to what, you know, what that definition of selfishness is. It's an attitude of being concerned with your own interests above the interests of others. Um, you know, it's just, it's just putting yourself first and it's, and it's the cause for, it's the number one marriage problem. It is. It is. And, you know, married people face it. Um, it's, it's the reason for all sorts of marriage problems. And actually, not just marriage problems. I mean, you can apply this to, to any relationship right. in your life, whether it's to your spouse or to, to anyone else, right? It's, it's a problem that we need to learn to deal with. 
And so we want to talk to you today, just like we always do in the revolutionary family, talk to you about some Bible tips on how to avoid these situations. And you can avoid the number one marriage problem and revolutionize your marriage, revolutionize your relationships. And, um, and so, so how do we, how do we do that in a, in a, in a society where we're constantly influenced by a culture that it teaches selfishness, right? I mean, it's all about me, me, me. Yeah. Yeah. What I don't have, what I want, what I want, how easy I can get it, how easy I can make it for myself. Um, and, and we come out of the womb like that, right? I mean, you, you know, two-year-old mine, 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 exactly. So, um, so what, what would you say, Jody, to someone who, um, who is really being selfish and selfish and looking to, um, looking for some tips on how to avoid it? What's the well, first thing we that we would suggest? Things straight from God's word. Yeah. And number one would be being thankful to God. I think when you start looking at what you're thankful for, it really brings you out of that selfish mind state. Mm -hmm. And in Psalms 107, verses 1 through 2, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. So there's an interesting thing about thankfulness. When there's an absence of thankfulness, what's left behind, we, we start thinking about what we don't have and, and what our spouse isn't doing for us. Yeah. You know, I think in the past, because we've been married almost 28 years now, I can look back and say, oh, well, he's not loving me, or you know, you're not... Um, you're not taking care of me, or you didn't do this for me today. And when I start looking at all those negatives, I start and start really focusing on the negatives, then I start getting a really, really yucky heart toward you. Yeah. And I think when my spiritual life, like really seeking the Lord, reading God's word every day, and I'm filling up with the things of God, then I'm not looking to you to fill all my needs and what I don't have. I'm looking at you in a different different way. Yeah, that's really good. If you actually look at that little passage there that we just read, you know, it says that um, that God satisfies the longing soul, the hungry soul with goodness, right? He fills the hungry soul with goodness. And that's... That's kind of where we can get get it wrong. It, it's God that's supposed to, he's the only one right. that can satisfy our needs, right? And if and, we're filled up on with him, then we're not looking, I'm not looking or we're not looking to each other to fill each other's needs, right? Right. Well, I mean, how many people go into a marriage looking for that to be their, like, you know, I'm so lonely. He's going to meet all my needs, right? Yeah. They go into it right. looking for it to be this way to get their their needs met. Right. But, you know, and that's, that's, that's really 
kind of selfish, right? You know, very selfish. That's kind of selfish, and and that kind of describes the the stronghold that right. selfishness has on our lives. But God's the one that's supposed to meet our needs. He's the one that's supposed to promote us, protect us, provide for us, all those things. And so, so He's out easily though it can get twisted in a marriage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or any other type of relationship. Yep. So so when you can just be thankful to God, right? That verse says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he's good, his mercy endures forever. And and we just we just have that we we like to say have the attitude of gratitude, right? <laughs> for just to coin a, a, a phrase that rhymes, you have that attitude of gratitude. You 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 go, Thank you, Lord, for you know For this day. For this day, just for our very Breath in our lungs. <laughs> the the basic needs that we have and, and your attitude begins to change and you're you're able to put down that selfish And I and I wanna talk to people out there that maybe they're in a bad marriage spot right now or they're in, you know, the winter blues and de- depression. You know, when you start just standing there and praising God for all the good things that's going on in your life, because mm-hmm. God is good and he only does good things. When you say, thank you, God, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for my children. And you continue to thank him throughout the day. You're going to pull yourself. You're going to work your way out of that dark depression spot. Um, one of my friends, Teresa, was in a really bad spot in her life, and um, husbands were the husband and the whole group were into drugs, and and she just had a God moment and found herself depressed and not up, you know, till doesn't get up till one p.m. each day with her daughter, taught her daughter to sleep in, mm. and yet God really, she had a God moment where He pretty much woke her up and led her into the journal, and she started journaling all the positive things that were in her life, even though there was so much negative, so much oppression. Mm -hmm. But once she started reflecting and started writing down all those things that she was thankful for, she really, it brought her out of that state of depression and her whole life got turned around and now she's a ministry. and, And I think for me, I went to a Bible study and one of our exercises were to write down joy. What was the joy in your life for the day? And Joy is looking out the window and seeing a red cardinal or joy is having, you know, here with your spouse or with your children or joy is sledding down a hill, you yeah. know, and I, even for me, that was like, wow, there's so many thing, things to be thankful for every single day of our life. Yeah. But it's so easy to focus on what's not, what's not going right in your life or what's not, your husband's not doing for you or what your kids are not doing. Um, we can fall into that trap so easily. Yeah, that's good. Two really good examples of of using that. We'll call it the the weapon of thankfulness, right? Yeah. To battle to battle selfishness. And um, thank you for sharing those, Jody. Thank you. All right, and so <clears throat> we have one more tip. The number the number two tip here, and not in not in any order of importance, but. Um, well, you know what? I want to before we get to that. I just want to talk to one more one more point about being thankful. So, so let's just talk about the. I don't know what I want to call it. 
what happens when you're not thankful, right? When there's an absence of thankfulness, <clears throat> there's kind of this um, this void left behind. There's this opening, right? When you're not thankful. And there's not really any gray area between thankful and unthankful, right? So, so when there's no thankfulness, what, what's going to fill that space? Unthankfulness, right? Right. And that, that's when you, you start dwelling on those unthankful thoughts and woe is me and, you know, and, and things start to fester. And so, so maybe thinking about it that way might help some people to, to just picture it a little better in their mind, what, what's going on there. If, if you're not actually actively being thankful, it leaves behind this opening. And, you know, the Bible says, don't, don't leave any, don't give the devil a place. Right. Right. And so, so we, we've got to be just very active in being thankful, I guess. So yeah, to speak. intentional. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, on to number two then. And, um, this is this is a great way to get out of some some selfish situations. And the second thing is this: we're talking about giving to your spouse, or giving just your giving children. your way out right. of the the selfish situation. It's um, if you think about it, the act of giving itself is the opposite of being selfish, and so. We're we're taking two two methods here, and we're we're going to counter the selfish tendencies, the selfish nature of our body, and and it, giving is the ultimate demonstration of love. If you think about the probably the most famous Bible verse there is, John three sixteen. What does it say? It says, "For God so loved the world that He gave." Right, He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave when, when um, He wanted to demonstrate love to us, He gave. And so we can, we can use this giving, the opposite flow of selfishness, and, and we can uh, counteract the the tendencies of selfishness. Jesus said it like this. He said, give and it'll be given to you, right? Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, will be put into your bosom. So we, we're not going to give just because we want to get. Right. But it is a result of giving, it's right? A it's law. a spiritual law. So. Well, I think we come across... Married couples, and they're like, well, when you've been on the date last, oh, I've been on a date for three years, or I don't love him anymore, or I don't love her anymore. And, like, there's such dry ground in that marriage relationship that the, no, neither spouse is giving, and there's, there's dry, solid ground at that point, right? Mm -hmm. And out of the two, out of the husband and wife, someone has to start giving. Someone's got to rise up and say, okay, we're going to start being thankful. We're going to start going on a date. We're going to start sowing love. We're going to start sowing respect. You know, someone has to move in that, what you call? 
that impasse. Yeah, that gridlock. Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a verse. I don't want to misquote it, but it talks about a poor man stealing from a poor man. Right? Mm-hmm. There's just there's just two sides taking, take, 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 take. There's right. no giving. Right? And so, like you said, how do you get out of that? You know, if both if if I'm going, Jody, I need this, I need this, I, you're not meeting my needs, you're not giving this to me, and you're like, well, well, I'm not giving it to you because right. you're not giving to me, and it, it just becomes, it becomes this vicious cycle, right? right? We, we got married. We didn't know anything about being married. <laughs> so had, somebody to break that cycle has to give. Yeah. Uh, you know, and guys. So yeah. We've heard, oh, well, he never gives me flowers. Well, then... Give him flowers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You you have to um break that cycle. Yeah. And and giving is another weapon against selfishness. You can you can see that selfish tendency in a in a marriage, in a couple, causing gridlock, causing these impasse, these immovable situations right. where if you have two strong personalities like you and I. Yeah, which is rare. Nobody <laughs> nobody will <laughs> nobody will give in and you can spend days, weeks, we months. Have. We have in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That's sadly fair. we have. Yep. We've come a long way. We're still on our journey. Come a long way. Yeah. Well, thank God for his word that uh, has revolutionized our marriage. So now we're still works in progress. We though. are. We oh, are. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So how about how about with our kids? I mean Oh, they can the kids can get grumbly. We've got three teenagers well, two teenagers and a tween in the house, so they can easily get, well, I'm not, so-and-so is getting to do this, and my friend gets to do this, and start focusing on what all their peers are doing or and what they get to do what compared to what they don't get to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's been many times we've said, okay, stop right now. Give me five things you're thankful for right now on the spot, right? And that just totally changes their whole view and on things that they're not focusing on what they don't have, but they're focusing on what they're thankful for and what they do have. Mm-hmm. I mean, even you, know, the, you were totally against getting a dog and the kids all prayed for a long time to get a dog and you, God totally changed your heart. And we've had this dog, Remy, for, what, six years now? Yep. And our kids still come up to you and I and say, thank you for the dog. Thank you for the dog. Yeah. Like almost every single day still for six years, they've continued to thank us for the dog. I think is amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Six years later. That's never happened before. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so so they can they can use that thankful weapon in their lives. Right. Or you can use it as a tool for parenting as well. Well yeah, because it's easy having some teens in the house and working on all those hormones and attitudes and you know, as a parent, you can go, what am I doing wrong? And what's wrong with this kid? And, you know, you can start putting yourself into a spot of not being thankful for your kids, you know, not being thankful for their attitudes. And so you have to 
rise up and say, thank you, Lord. My son's coming out of this. My daughter's coming out of this, you know, season of their life that you've got amazing plans for them and just starting thanking God for them and thanking that he's showing them the next step in life and the next step for college and the next step for their career and their plan and purpose. And um, yeah, as parents, it's, it can be, you can start focusing all the negative you see in your children. And there's the way to turn that around to start thanking God for the positive, you know, the good things that are going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that our kids are serving the Lord and they're playing music for the Lord and, you know, there's God's keeping them safe every day and providing for them. And yeah. Yeah. They can also use the giving in their, right. Or, or I should say parents can use that as a tool and a parenting tool as well, you know, just to, train up your children to to be givers and and not just financially just to be givers um even if it's as simple as you know when they go to a friend's house they help clean up right right that's gonna they're given their time and and they're just gonna bless that family you know they're they're they made a mess while they were at their house to help clean up. Right. Um, you know, but it 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 goes all the way through to financially being a being a tither and a giver, not being so uh, focused on. It gets your eyes off of yourself when you're giving. It takes your eyes off of you and it puts it on on someone else. And we could have a no, a whole other podcast about about this one. Maybe we'll do that about. Uh, Focusing on others more than yourself. So, um, anything else you want to say about about how to avoid the number one marriage problem? And probably- I would just encourage everyone out there to start focusing on the positives, the good things that are going on in their life. Even if it has to be, you know, thank you, Lord, for the breath of my lungs that I'm breathing. I woke up this morning. You've kept me all through the night. You know, start there. Mm-hmm. Start from. From that part, part of getting up in the morning, <laughs> thank you, Lord, for this day. I think just using the being thankful as a weapon to, you know, darkness and depression and being selfish is definitely key to getting yourself out of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm thankful for you. Oh, I'm thankful for you, too. Thanks. <laughs> and we're thankful for all of you listening today. We uh, pray that you enjoyed this message on the revolutionary family. It certainly has changed things in our household, and we believe it'll be a blessing to you and your family and revolutionize the way things go in your home. And if you enjoy the message, please, by all means, share it with your friends. Give us a like, subscribe to our Give podcast. Us a Give us a review. I know yeah. we're, we're a work in progress too, launching this podcast, stepping out in faith. And I know it's kind of, it's, it's, uh, it's continuing to develop. <laughs> it's a little raw <laughs> and unscripted. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate your feedback. And, you know, that helps us get this out to other people. If you leave a little feedback and, uh, and we would be, Forever grateful for that because we just want to change more lives and reach more people. And so that's all we have for this week. Thanks for listening to The Revolutionary Family with Dino. And Jody, happy Valentine's Day this week. 
Yes, happy Valentine's Day, and we'll talk to you next time. At Family Face Ministries, our mission is to restore the face of the family. That means equipping families with the teaching and the tools that they need to succeed. You can support that mission with either a one-time gift or by becoming a recurring monthly partner. Your gift today will help keep families together. To give, visit familyfaceministries.org give or call us at 877-336-6540.